When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Dan and welcome to a special edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Probably not the only one you're going to have here today on your feed. Uh, Here's what happened. We were recording sort of a reaction to Deshaun Watson rejecting the Browns, uh, kind of figuring out what's next for this team. And we sort of knew in the back of our minds that we were risking it a little bit, that something could happen and we might have to record again. But here's the thing, a little bit into this podcast... The news broke that Baker Mayfield requested a trade. I think it's about 15 to 20 minutes into it. I I can't remember exactly when it was, but uh, then you get to hear our live reaction to it. Mary Kay had to jump off to write, uh, but you get to hear our live reaction to the trade. It's me, uh, Mary Kay at the beginning, uh, then Doug Maurice, Ashley Bastock, and and Scott Patsko. Um, Yeah, it's it's just kind of a live reaction to what happened. And then a little later on your feeds, you're going to hear us kind of sit down and talk through it with a little more time to process things and figure out exactly what's next for this football team as they navigate uh, their former number one overall pick requesting a trade. So here it is, uh, our instant reaction uh, to Baker Mayfield requesting a trade. All right, we are here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Dan Lobby, Mary Kip Cabot, Ashley Bastock, Scott Patsko, Doug Lay, Maurice, the whole crew here to talk about Sean Watson rejecting the Cleveland Browns uh, earlier today. So we're recording this about 3.15 on, what is today? I think we know what day it is. Thursday. Thursday. St. Patrick's Thursday. Day. St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Started the NCAA tournament. Right. Thursday. Okay. 3.15 on Thursday. Deshaun Watson earlier today ruled out the Browns. To this point, the only team he's actually rejected. The other three teams were still in the running. By the time you listen to this, maybe he's made a decision, but that's kind of irrelevant to the Browns right now. You know, Mary Kay, we kind of talked about this on the pod we did last night, that everyone was still kind of dancing around this idea that that could happen for the Browns. Now that it's kind of over, how close do you think they were? You know, I had been hearing all along that, the weather and playing up here in the AFC North and playing for an AFC team. uh, Those were all kinds of things that he didn't really have a comfort level with. And in addition to having to play in first energy stadium, just the AFC North weather in general, I think that game, that 10, seven loss last year, where uh, you know, where he wasn't able to really get into his passing game. I think that had a huge impact on him. I don't think he really wanted to be playing in Pittsburgh in December and playing in Cincinnati and playing in first energy stadium. I think that had a lot to do with it. I think they made a very compelling presentation. I think they showed him that he could win a super bowl here. uh, And I think they did a really, really nice job. And I think he was torn as of last night. I do believe that, that he really liked what he heard from Andrew Barry and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, But I never felt that they were a front runner. We always knew the saints were probably, uh, you know, in, in the lead most of the time. Uh, So I don't think this is a huge shock. So I I guess the question is, if the Browns kind of went into this, maybe knowing all of that, and I would hope that they had some idea of that. Was this worth it, Doug? I mean, was it worth it to to kind of take this shot? And I mean, you kind of get the PR hit of acquiring Deshaun Watson without acquiring Deshaun Watson by, by going through all this. 
So this was recruiting, right? And while covering Ohio State, I've covered recruiting in college sports for 18 years. There's an opportunity cost in recruiting. And the Browns finished fourth. So it'd be like, well, yeah, they finished fourth. Is like, well, what was the opportunity cost of going after a thing that you probably, I mean, you, you weren't probably, you were a long shot the whole time because everything Mary Kay just laid out Sounds exactly right. Competent presentation. Andrew Barry makes a great PowerPoint. They go down and put on their best face. They have a roster that can win a Super Bowl. And they still finish fourth because they can't change the weather. They're not going to dome the stadium in the next three months. So then you lost something in this recruitment. Why did you do it? And when Ohio State recruits somebody, if you fly to California and recruit a five-star, and it's like, oh, well, we got a meeting. It's like, yeah, well, he's just going to USC because he's from Los Angeles. It's like you lost something with the time you wasted recruiting that guy who was never going to come to your school because you could have been doing something else. The Browns blew up their quarterback situation by going after Deshaun Watson. Now, it was already cracked. Maybe they can fix it, but it's currently blown apart. And they did that for what? To finish fourth with a great PowerPoint, I think it's reason and a bunch of upset fans. I had a story talking to six fans about they were disgusted, livid, ashamed of the Browns for going after Deshaun Watson. It was going to publish in five more minutes. And then Mary Kay was like, they're out. And I was like, Mary Kay, you are killing me. (laughs) So I'm going to reshape that story. But I've been talking to fans for three days about this. So there's some damage done here for something that it feels like was never going to happen. So it wasn't worth it. Ashley, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I echo what Doug said. I think this was like the worst case scenario. You get involved with Deshaun Watson's future in the NFL has been literally the most controversial storyline in the league over the last year and what should happen to him. And on top of it, the thing that I never got about any of this and why they would go so hard after him is that you just know a suspension is coming. And I did write about this. And unlike Doug, I got my story up with like a couple hours to spare this morning, kind of highlighting his legal issues and what potentially lies ahead. And one of the most important things to remember is like if if you were just kind of half paying attention to this, he didn't play this year, but that was not a suspension. Like it had to do, he requested a trade. These other accusations rolled in, but this was not an official suspension, which is very likely still coming from the league due to the personal conduct policy, which says a player does not have to even be charged or convicted of a crime to get a suspension like this. That's what happened to Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh as well when he faced sexual assault allegations. He got it was originally a six game suspension that got dropped down to four games. So that for me, if you are saying we are a quarterback away, we think this guy can help us win he's probably not going to be available for a big chunk of the season. And now you just have this PR disaster on top of it. So 100% not worth it. I think it's an abject disaster. Scott, was it worth the shot? Sure. I mean, hey, we don't know what the presentation was. They very well could have gone in there and said, please come play for us. We think you're great. Here's why we're a good spot. Or there could have been caveats involved. It could have been, you know, we we really want you, but we also want you to do A, B, and C. you know, those A, B, and C things could have involved his public image, and maybe he didn't want to do, you know, we just don't know what the whole offer was and what the whole agreement would have entailed. Um, I like to think that the Browns would have 
talked about those kinds of things, expectations for uh, for him from his side, things that they wanted to see him do. Um, so I guess, you know, maybe eventually we'll get reporting on that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know. I, I, we look, we did a whole week of, of, uh, of podcast talking about how Baker might not be back. And we've been telling people that even though they've said over and over again, that he's our guy for 2022, he might not be back. So going after Deshaun Watson, I don't think was really like a blow up the quarterback room situation because there was a strong argument to make that Baker Mayfield was not going to be on this team for 2022. He puts out that letter, which kind of furthers that thinking. So I don't know. I, I'm fine with her going after this. Um, he, he put out the like letter to know because, more about... because they talked to Deshaun Watson. Good for him. I mean, no, like, I don't know. Like was it not clear that they were going to go after uh, and, and look at other options? I mean, they didn't extend him after 2020. He goes into this season again with really an uncertain contract future. I don't think that he could have really expected them not to explore other options. But the timing of the letter is not coincidental. He got mad because they talked to Deshaun Watson and he put out a letter. We have to acknowledge that, right? I mean, the Deshaun Watson pursuit made him more upset. That's definitive. So that cost you something. You know what? And and I understand exactly what you're saying there, Doug, but I have to, uh, I really have to side with Scott on this one. That did not blow up the quarterback situation or the quarterback room because before too long we'll hear the truth about how they have looked into every single one of these quarterbacks they had to they probably called about tom brady aaron Rodgers, russell wilson they probably looked into every single one of these guys they've inquired about uh, or they've had Derek carr on their radar they've they've looked into kirk cousins they had to do it they didn't tell they didn't lie to us about that. They've told us all along that they were going to do it. Baker Mayfield said he went off social media in January because of the uncertainty of his situation. He didn't have a contract offer. There's no talk about extension. Uh, there, there definitely has been a vibe that, hey, you might not be our guy. You might have to start for us in 2022, but this probably isn't going to be a long-term relationship. So even though that came to a head, and that upset him more than, um, you know, than some of the other rumors or reports may have. I don't think they're dealing here in whether or not they're going to upset Baker Mayfield. They don't care if they're going to upset Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's done things to upset them. I mean, it's been a strained relationship for a long time. So if they can patch things up and move on and get it together, that's fine. But I don't think this one thing uh, blew everything up. I, I agree. I agree with the they not caring about Baker May, May, Mayfield's feelings because, like, come on, this is the NFL. And I think you're right. I mean, this was going to a place where they were going to try and upgrade. We all kind of knew that. We've talked about it on this pod. I do think this one is – I do think this particular instance is a little different, though, than, like, calling Quasi Adolfo Mensa and saying, hey, is Kirk available, and maybe even having preliminary discussions. This was getting involved in – like four teams were doing this. This was getting on a plane. Everybody knew everybody was tracking your plane. You had a deal in place and you were trying to convince someone who is very problematic to come play for your football team. And, and you don't do that unless you think you're getting that guy. I honestly believe that uh, you don't get on that plane and go meet with him unless you think you're going to win. And so I think that's the, that's the one difference here. 
like you can call San Francisco and ask about Jimmy, or you could even call Arizona and ask about Kyler. Like those, those things can happen under the radar. I mean, Sean McVay was meeting with Matt Stafford in Cabo last year, but all of that stuff was kind of behind the scenes and nobody knew about it. This was, and maybe this is what got Baker going. I mean, this, this was like the moment it was, the Browns didn't fly down to Houston to lose. They, they were, they were planning to come back with Baker Mayfield's replacement. True. And he, and they don't, and they don't, they didn't care how he felt about it. They, they did not care. I mean, that's, this is a business and they're not going to care about, uh, you know, whether Miles Garrett wants them to sign Jadavian Clowney. I mean, they're, they're not going to care about that. I mean, they're not going to, they're not going to care if Baker Mayfield gets ticked off that they're trying to upgrade at quarterback. I mean, they're not skipping Kenny Pickett's pro day because it might upset Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't, you know, that's not what this is about. And if Baker didn't know by now that these kinds of things could happen and could continue to happen, then, then his head was in the sand. He, he should have known it. Then we can't have a discussion that he's going to be the quarterback in 2022. That's dead then, right? No, you can, you still can. How, how it's not, he's not, it's going to, it's going to, I, I believe the Browns business. think he can be. The problem is, will he want to be? Correct. That's, that is, that's what that's, it'll come down to. That's but the also, crux of the issue. That's the, the crux of the issue. But they, for the Browns to think that he, given who he is, is going to come back and be like, okay, all forgotten. Let's all just try to win this thing. I think that's unrealistic. Why? Why? Why though? Because he's Baker. I, I think the biggest issue here is, and, and look, Ashley, you were with us. You watched us this whole time watching Baker Mayfield this year is, now the Browns have kind of left themselves in a spot where they are like waiting for the quarterback who had the 27th highest QBR in the league to say whether he wants to play for them or not. Right. I, that kind of raises serious questions about the whole process in general. It, it just makes, yeah. I mean, and I don't, I'm not surprised at all that, that Baker posted that message today. And I think you, you tweeted like this was always going to end with a social media post, right? Like it's, it's a pattern at this point. Like I would have been surprised if we didn't get a post like that. I'm not surprised he's been out of shape. Quite honestly, I'm, I'm, I think on Doug's side here in that I don't think he can mentally recover from that and play here, even though he's, you know, Mr. Dangerous. And when he comes out and plays with that moxie, like we've talked about so many times he's at his best. I don't know if there's any getting past this for him. Maybe I'm underestimating him, but I don't think that he is going to be able to just move on. And when you do that, and, and that's kind of where the relationship stands now, you're not at plan A or plan B. You're down to plans like C, D, E, and F. And how far can they go? And which one of those plan can make work? Plan F. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, come on, you guys. This is a business. A yeah, quarterback no, totally quarterbacks has got to be really incredibly mentally tough. Jimmy Garoppolo could have folded up the tent last year. That's the best, uh, that's the best comp that I have for this. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo watched his football team trade up to get his replacement trade up to get his replacement that's blatant we are replacing you and you are no longer our guy you don't give up those assets and go get a first round quarterback if you're still our guy he's no longer our guy but what do you have to do jimmy you have to go out and you have to put your head down and you have to go win football games and he did that because that's what professionals do you're playing for your future career. You're playing because you are, you have sportsmanship and you're going to do what the right thing is to do. And you're going to win football games. And he almost, almost 
got them into the Super Bowl this year. And that's what Baker Mayfield's going to have to do. And if he's as tough-minded and such a leader that everybody has always told us that he is, and if he can dish it out the way that he does, and he certainly does, then he needs to be able to take it. I 100% agree with everything Mary Kay said. But to go back to my point, the problem is I don't know that Baker has that in him. That's my question right now. But Mary Kay's hitting the nail on the head in exactly how this situation should play should, out. Should, I'm seriously should. doubting that that's what is going to happen, given how we have seen Baker kind of handle things these last few months. Where was Jimmy Garoppolo's social media post after they traded up for <laughs> Trey Lance? I'm just saying, just because he... Popped off and went nuts and acted like that. So are are you going to enable him? I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, don't you, if if you are the Cleveland Browns and you want him to be the quarterback next year, because you feel he is your best option and you have him under contract at a reasonable price, you do the same thing that you did with David Njoku. You say, shut your mouth and shut your social media and go play some dang football. That's what you do. You don't say, Oh, Baker sent a little letter. Darn it. Uh, I, I think that's unreal. We can't, this guy is this guy. This guy is the flag, flag planting, crotch grabbing Baker Mayfield that everybody loved when he got here. And this is the other side of it. He has a chip on his shoulder when he thinks the world is against him. He currently thinks his team is against him. I don't think he's ever been in a situation where he thinks my coach, my general manager, maybe some of my teammates don't believe in me. Who's he trying to go out and prove something to? The people that he's playing with, I, I feel like this is the kind of thing that if they try to bring him back, it has a chance to blow this season up, which should be a win now season. So that's what I'm like. I'm should. Yes, you should be able to pursue other players. And if it doesn't work out, come back and say, hey, well, you know, it's a business. Uh, it's Baker. And, and I, just, all, I don't th- I don't see how go it ahead, Scott. these are all conversations. I'm sure the Browns have had right Baker's mm-hmm. psyche, they understand, they lived with it. Um, that's a strong argument for why you wouldn't want him back. The fact that he might not be able to deal with all that, but I don't think it, it's fine to believe that there are quarterbacks out there better that give you a more of a chance to win the Baker Mayfield, but also that Baker Mayfield at his best could also give you a chance to win. And I'm sure the Browns to some extent probably believe both of those. They might have to believe both of those are true. But again, like you said, I think, they've talked this, this through for sure. And I really doubt that it was, let's go for Deshaun. And if that doesn't happen, we'll figure it out there. I mean, this is a contingency plan based uh, franchise. We saw that all through COVID. They talked about it, you know, Um, I'm sure there was plan B, C and D that they are, you know, currently putting into place. I personally wouldn't do what I'm saying. I mean, what I'm saying, they might decide to try to do, which in the end, they probably won't. uh, Because I do think that if a player uh, asks to be traded, which that's probably what's happening right now, they're probably talking about what's the path forward? Is there a path forward? How How are we going to do this? How are we going to shape the message? All that stuff is being discussed right now, I'm sure. So I personally would not bring him back for next year after this, because I just don't think it's worth it. I think there are, you know, other players on the team that probably would be happier if they had a a new face in that spot. Uh, I I think that uh, I think he's worn out his welcome a little bit in, in some respects. I think it's pretty obvious that we do know that the Browns feel that he has a maturity issue, which once again, I I'm not even, I don't even like that narrative because 
if you don't have, have a maturity issue for all of the things that you did before you got here and all those things they said they drafted you for, then why would you care now? I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, he, he's no less mature than he was then or more mature or whatever. And just because you're a certain age doesn't mean that you should have necessarily grown up. I mean, he, he's not, he's the player that they drafted. He's mm-hmm. the personality that they drafted. So I personally would not run it back. I think it needs to be over and I think they need to move on. But if they decide, and I think it would be a mistake, if they decide to bring him back under these conditions, then he's just got to suck it up and go play football. So well, Dan, have what? you seen the tweet? Yeah. We're live on the air. Tom Palacero, <laughs> Baker Mayfield has requested a trade. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mary Kay, you probably need to okay. jump off here. Yeah, I got to go. Okay. We can stay on and keep talking. This is what we dreamed of. Breaking news on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. The telethon goes on. We're back for hour 91 Ooh. of Baker Mayfield <laughs> Watch, and he's requested a trade. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we keep going. This was... I, I, this is a, we're going to now move on to Baker requesting a trade. Dan, I would, I do think you need to read your tweet to what was my the tweet? audience because there is the other part of this that it's not just about making Baker mad. It's you made a segment of your fans mad. Oh, finish, right, right. Which I do think is is worth. People know this, but I do think I know they tried their best, whatever. But you finished fourth, and I'm sorry to judge you on your finish, but you didn't even get a bronze medal. So we judge everybody in the Winter Olympics. Hey, I know you trained for four years, but you finished fourth. It, nothing happened. So the Browns finished fourth. So I'm going to judge the Browns for finishing fourth in the Deshaun Watson pursuit when there is an impact of that pursuit. That pursuit had some negative impact on the fans, on Baker, whatever. And they finished fourth. So that's where I am with this. But I do think, Dan, we need to talk about the fan perspective of that at least a little bit. Right. And what, well, what I was getting at, too, is I, I was just starting to see this narrative leak that, well, you know, the Browns were just doing what they said they would do. Right. They were just doing what they said, that if, a, if an upgrade becomes available, they're going to explore it and pursue it. And I kind of hinted at this a little earlier. This felt different. So what I tweeted was taking part in the very public pursuit of a quarterback facing 22 civil lawsuits while also absorbing the PR hit that comes with it and angering a segment of your fan base shouldn't just be written off as doing due diligence to upgrade. So that's kind of what I was getting at earlier too. Like you don't get on that plane and take that, you know, everybody's tracking the plane. Everybody's reporting. Not that Andrew Barry's like announcing every move he's making, but they know what's going on. You don't do that unless you're doing it to win. And so then to finish fourth and now, Baker Mayfield wants to be traded and now you got to go get Marcus Mariota or Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody like, like, you know, not that I'm pro Baker. I mean, I don't think Baker's the guy, but you've just completely upended your quarterback. Sort of what we got to earlier, right? Like maybe this did actually like officially fracture a quarterback room that was starting to to splinter anyway, or a quarterback situation, I should say. I mean, what if this ends with Case Keenum as your star? That's what I was just thinking. (laughs) Like, that's more likely. It is more likely that Case Keenum is the starter week one than Baker Mayfield right now. And I don't think we were at that point two weeks ago or a week ago. I I, I, I agree. 
I agree. I will give, I will donate a hundred dollars to Ashley's favorite charity. If Case Keenum starts week one for the Cleveland Browns, because I, I know you're not predicting it, but yeah. I just like to give money to your favorite charity, whatever, probably something for, I don't know what it is, but I do think they do. As Scott said, I bet you they do have plan B, C and D. I, I, I would be very surprised if they don't. So you judge the result. And if Derek Carr or Kyler Murray or Jimmy Garoppolo or Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or whomever, market Jameis Winston is their quarterback in 2022, then you judge that. You do judge the final result. But I think it's very I think they could have gotten to that result without this very public pursuit of Deshaun Watson that made their quarterback extra mad, that did make some fans mad, and that you finished fourth in. So yeah. I'm all for pursuing all options and all and chasing a franchise quarterback until you get it. But I think if this was a calculated risk with Deshaun Watson, I think they miscalculated because they finished fourth. They, they finished a distant fourth in a four-team race. If they didn't finish first, they finished last. All three of the teams that don't get them are last. Just there's like no, in recruiting. There's no right. first, second, or third. It doesn't matter. But, but they're um, just like just but, like in recruiting. You're right. Do we really think that like if they had gone and made an offer to the Raiders or they had gone and made an offer to whoever oh, they've gone after Kyler spicy. Murray or somebody, Mary, Mary Kay, this is spicy. go ahead, Ashley. Mary Kay is now reporting as you know, she did just hop off the podcast to do some of this reporting. Um, the Browns have told Baker Mayfield's agent, they are not accommodating his request. A leak source said to her. So things keep getting interesting. Great. Oh, wow. Isn't camp going to be? I can't wait for OTAs. This is get. Oh, this is just what Maybe. the Browns fan base meet, needs. A team that refuses to trade its underperforming, injured, disgruntled quarterback who requested a trade. Fantastic. Does, does Baker's dad need to get an Instagram to to allow well, him to Doug, get his freedom? You, uh, oh, never mind. I misread a tweet. Sorry. I thought I, I, I misread a tweet and thought the Browns had signed someone. <laughs> so again, it might work out. It might work out, but this is going to be an angsty couple of weeks. And I think more angsty maybe than it had to be because we can't pretend that trying to get Derek Carr or Russell Wilson or making the normal calls to inquire about player acquisition is the same as a very public pursuit, hop on a jet, go to Houston to have a meeting with a guy facing 22 civil suits. It's not the same. It's no. not. And it feels like, God, I hate to say this because I've been so supportive of like this front office and this organizational rebuild and this coaching staff. But right now in this moment, like as this news is breaking, this feels same old Browns. Yeah. Like, like you went and took your shot on Deshaun, you missed. And now, and then, you know, there was stuff leaking out about, well, you know, the Browns do still believe in Baker. He's their starter and they believe he can be their starter. And now Baker requests a trade. And the Browns are saying they aren't going to trade him. <laughs> this just feel this feels very chaotic and very much like same old Browns. And that might just be an in the moment thing, but it, it's hard to not feel that way, I guess, um, as, as this is kind of playing out in front of us. And, the, and it will be now Andrew Barry has to navigate this because the end result matters, but also how long it takes, right? I mean, is this going to linger over this team for the, for weeks and months until they figure this out? Or are they going to, 
is Baker Mayfield going to be out and somebody else is going to be in in the next four days? And then we'll be at, and then we can look back and say, all right, well, that got a little bumpy, but the end result was they got Jimmy Garoppolo on a two-year deal and they're probably going to pursue a young quarterback and now they're going to move forward. And it was a rough four days. Okay. That I think is fine. They can live with that. It better not be a rough four months. Just because things aren't happening the way we'd like them to happen doesn't mean they're chaotic from the Brown standpoint, you know, like, like Doug said, it could be a timing thing. Um, they're not ready to allow that request yet. Um, but I still maintain that we'd probably end up in the same place if they had made an offer for Russell Wilson. I don't care if they flew anywhere or not, um, or the extra baggage that none of that matters. It's the fact that they went out and tried to get another quarterback. And I think that still has the same effect on Baker Mayfield. I don't think it mattered so much who it was. But do we know that whether they did or didn't make try to pursue Derek Carl, Russell Wilson, or Kirk Cousins, or Aaron Rodgers, or anybody else? I mean, this was just so public. It was I mean, so I, public. I, I think if they if they were willing to pursue Deshaun Watson, I can't imagine that they didn't at least look into Russell Wilson and look into, or at least were monitoring the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, that that never really got to a point where he was available. But um, it, it's hard for me to believe that they weren't at least kicking the tires on, on Russ and seeing what it might cost and seeing if he'd waive his no trade clause to come to Cleveland. Um, you know, I'm sure there was back channeling happening on a, on a number of guys. That we, it's like, we're having the same discussion, except things got amped up in the middle of this discussion. Right. Do people still are the four of us who thinks Baker Mayfield could be the Browns starting quarterback in 2022. I think it can't happen. Now that we know there's a trade request and even the Browns, even though the Browns are denying it right now. I mean, David Njoku requested a trade and that didn't work out and he was back and now he's got a, a lot of money coming his way. I, I don't see it happening though. I don't, I don't, the Baker doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to make this request and then go, nah, all right. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll come back. Yeah. I mean, can Baker, can Baker just show up and play? Can that happen, Ashley? I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I said that basically before, right? Like, I don't think he's the kind of guy that can get over something like this based on that letter um, and based on some of the other things we've heard him say these last few months. So I am leaning towards no with the caveat that never say never because it is the NFL and stranger things have happened. But I don't think I don't think it's going to be possible. I'm sure we'll check on this now. I'm not sure stranger things have happened. How often has a quarterback requested a trade and then started for that team? I I, I have no idea what the answer is. I'm not sure there's 30 examples of it, though. Remember, this is the same guy who said you're either on this train or you're not. Duke Johnson remembered that. Yeah, He uh, he made (laughs) sure to bring that up uh, the other night. So I'm guessing Baker Mayfield doesn't believe that the Browns are on the Baker Mayfield's train right now. Um, So, yeah, I don't I don't. I don't see him starting after this. How, how often has like a middle of the road quarterback requested a trade and his team just been like, nah, yeah, no, we're not going to do it. Hey, by the way, I, uh, I, I put out a poll to our uh, subscribers. I, I asked them, who do you want to be the Browns starting quarterback in 2022? And I gave them a lot of options. I even gave them an other where they could fill in their own. Uh, the winner in a landslide, 53% Baker Mayfield. Uh, Derek Carr was second via trade, 18%. Um, then you got Jimmy G at 7%, Matt Ryan, about 6%. Uh, 
Uh, Winston and Mariota are like both under 4%. Case Keem and a rookie are bringing up the, the bottom. I did. And the other, there was really no, like there was a few Jordan Loves, a couple Colin Kaepernick's. Oh my God. Um, Tyler Huntley. Mary Kay got one vote. And while I believe she's <laughs> mobile enough, the height, I think, is just, <laughs> that's just too much of an issue. So, but yeah, Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr are pretty much your, your top two choices there. Jordan Love. Jordan Love, yeah. <laughs> and I will say, I mean, and that's, like, that's the problem. Some of these names outside of like Derek Carr, it's just some of these names, it's just kind of like, uh, okay, that's, that's fine, yeah. I guess. It's a guy. And whether, you know, I know people reference the Baker bros and whatever, there is going to be a ding from some part of the fan base on this, because if you really loved Baker and some do, you're going to be upset if he's not the Browns quarterback, no matter what. But if you kind of liked Baker, but you know what, you're a Browns fan and you just want what's best for the team, but you feel like they sort of botched this, then you're going to be mad too. They're going to be mad people mad about the way the Browns treated Baker Mayfield. As much as we say it's, you know, we can say it's a business and the Browns, we understand that. Fans are going to feel like they they shafted Baker here. And that's going to be something that's going to, at least I think momentarily affect the perception of the team. So apparently Baker Mayfield talked to ESPN or texted with Adam yeah, Schefter. He gave like a statement or something. Yeah, he said, uh, it's in the mutual interest of both sides for us to move on. The relationship is too far. It says fine to men. It's got maybe too far gone to men. That yeah, I think, it, I think but, it might go on. Um, it's in the best interest of both sides to move on. We are, let's see, it's March. I've had a lot of trouble with time on this podcast. <laughs> We're what, 14 months removed from the Browns beating the Steelers at Heinz Field and coming like this close to getting to the AFC championship game. I mean, what have you done for me lately? He he didn't play well. The Odell Beckham thing was an issue. Like, I mean, all of this. Um, the league moves fast, man. Right? It's and and I do think the realities of the AFC, I do think contribute to this because it feels like even that Browns team, if you don't get better, you feel like you're falling behind because the Chargers are are adding to Justin Herbert and the Russell Wilson just went to Denver and everybody keeps getting better, man. Everybody keeps getting better. And the Browns feel like they're in a winning window, but you can't be static. And they weren't static last year. They, they took a step back. So I do think the FC puts pressure on everything. And then when you throw in sort of a, I don't want to, I don't know what to say about it, but a, a strong personality at quarterback, who sort of believes in himself to a degree that's higher than his level of play was, it just complicates everything. So you got to keep moving forward. Why not just trade him? They might want to make sure they have the person they want coming in first before they make that. Also, they might want to include him in a deal and not want him shopping around looking for his own deals. Um, you know, the Browns have control of him and they want to make sure they do things on their own terms, I'm assuming. So that could be part of it as well. Mary Kay thinks we should do the podcast over. But I, I liked it. We had breaking I love news it. I love live the, on the show. I love the instant reaction. 
Yeah. So I think we're good. I mean, would you, I mean, like this, I, 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 she's, you know, I mean, Mary Kay, she writes in her sleep at this point. I don't, so honestly, I, we need I don't to get her anything, back in on this. I say, I don't, I don't think anything changed necessarily, even from our earlier discussion, other than the fact that Baker just made it official that he wanted out. It got amplified. It was, it was heading this way, but a trade request amplifies things. If it was like, well, can it be mended? It's like, uh, no. I don't, I don't think it can. I don't know if Mary Kay, I mean, Mary Kay saying she wouldn't run it back, but maybe they still would. I would be curious to see how she thinks a trade request affects that reality. But I mean, what more a trade request, it's the most official, even though it's unofficial or is it official? Can do you officially request a trade? Is that like a thing in the collective bargaining agreement? Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think it's official. I mean, other than pulling a Ben Simmons and saying, like, I'm not playing. This is the most official thing a player can do to end his tenure with the team. So before it was like, oh, he sent a Twitter message. Now, now he, this is more than that. So before he was mad, I mean, I don't want to make like, you know, relationship breakup things, but this is like the, you just got, the guy comes up and is like, hey, uh, are you, you know, are, are you are you Andrew Barry? It's like, yeah, I'm Andrew Barry. Oh, you've been subpoenaed here. You've been served. <laughs> here are your papers from Baker Mayfield. He wants a divorce. That's what this is. So if the five seconds before that you were like, yeah, maybe we can patch this up. It's like, no, you just got served the papers. It's over. It's over. <laughs> So, so here's a tweet from um, <laughs> here, here's a tweet from Zach Jackson. Uh, he says, "Baker's whole playbook, get me out. The Browns' whole idea, get him out. Baker's can't publicly get him out. The Browns, don't you go ruining what little leverage we have." <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, which I think like sums it up, right? Like, Baker wants out. The Browns want to get him out, so Baker asks out, but now the Browns aren't going to get him out. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, if you're the Browns and you're trying to pry Derek Carr away from the Raiders, I think Baker Mayfield is worth having in that negotiation as opposed to Baker Mayfield going off and talking to the Colts and saying, hey, will you trade for me? You guys, you know, need a quarterback. And the Colts maybe don't really have anything the Browns that are going to help the Browns quarterback situation. Yeah. All right. Here's what we here's what we can do. We're gonna work this out live on the podcast. Everybody gets to see how the how the donuts get made here. Is that something people yep. say? No, it's <laughs> normally sausage, but there yeah. it is. That's yeah, what I'm looking for. Good. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were like, I'm like, is there a donut joke the to be made? Donuts are kind of like, like <laughs> if you took sausage and you can make it a donut shape, something like that. <laughs> Ew. I think I you like, just came up with the greatest thing, invention of all time, <laughs> sausage in a donut shape. But go ahead. I would eat a donut filled with sausage. Like instead of like sweet cream in the middle, it's just sausage in the middle, a but it's powdered donut. on the outside. That I, I would eat that. I would eat. <laughs> all right. That is repulsive. So we've had it. We've done our instant reaction live on the air. Baker Mayfield requests a trade. Mary Kay has to frantically run out and write. I guess we can circle back later and let Mary Kay have her say. Yeah, did, did, we need to, a good did, idea. Did we say we everything we need to say? 
just I mean, do we have to officially officially? It's over. Baker Mayfield will never play another snap for the Cleveland Browns. Are we in agreement on that? To be fair, Dan said that after Steelers game in week 17. (laughs) (laughs) So I wrote it. I wrote it the night of that game. It was Ben Roethlisberger's farewell. It looked like Baker's. It felt like that then, but this is official now. Is that the the part two headline of this podcast? Should should we save that for, should we save that for part two? What, what's the headline? Is the, the question you just asked me. It's not a question. It's a statement, though. I, who, I, I mean, I think we've already made that clear. I think everybody's yeah. on the same page okay. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the question is, who's the next Browns quarterback? It's not Baker Mayfield. Sorry to the 53% of the tech subscribers who wanted him to be that guy. It's not. So who is it? Should we save that? We can save this that. This is how the sausage gets that. made. We'll save that. All right. Well, that was fun. I feel bad. Poor Mary Kay sitting there writing, and we're just sitting in front of our computers talking. <laughs> That's what she gets for being a responsible reporter. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, hopefully Dave Anderson gets a good video out of this. Good luck, Dave. <laughs> All right. That, that's going to do it for this part of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I have no idea if you're listening to this tacked onto another podcast, if you're listening to it on its own. Again, this is raw. This is out there, folks. This is how we do it uh, in, the, in a breaking news environment. But uh, for Mary Kay, who left a while ago, for Scott, for Doug, for Ashley, I'm Dan. And at some point, we're going to come back and talk to you again.